Okay, so it's the year 2000, and there's a couple of reasons that's important. The first is because the soundtrack of that year, chart-topping, record-breaking, platinum-selling, Grammy-winning, smash, runaway hit. It's the Baja Men, Who Let the Dogs Out. That's right, that song won a Grammy. <laughs> the second reason is because the Grammy committee wasn't the only people making bad decisions that year. <laughs> I actually got charged with a felony. So a little background. Uh, <laughs> I was working at Burger King at the time, uh, the land of big dreams, and <laughs> I was living in kind of a flop house with some friends, good friends, good times, uh, singing in a cover band. Um, and I got a call that my grandpa probably didn't have long to live. And this isn't that story, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> but I decided I needed to go down to Minnesota and see him. So um, I kind of set my affairs in order. Uh, I used every, every last dollar that I had to pay up my rent for the time that I was gonna be gone. And with what I had left, uh, I bought a bag of dog food and I asked my roommates to take care of my Rottweiler, Roxy. Now, Roxy was a great dog. Well, maybe great's an overstatement, but she was definitely a dog. <laughs> you could tell, because she dug a lot of holes and she shit everywhere. <laughs> but seriously, though, uh, <laughs> seriously, though, this dog was with me through some really hard times. And, uh, you know, I mean, besides the news from my grandpa, you know, being you know, 19 years old, out on your own for the first time. Um, a guy needs a friend, and Roxy was that friend. So when I got home from Minnesota, and Roxy was nowhere to be found, I was pretty upset. So I called the pound, and they were nice enough to inform me, yes, they did indeed have my dog. And I was relieved there, but then the conversation continued, and she'd actually been there for several weeks at that point. And uh, I think the bill was $300 and change. And I don't know if anybody else has ever worked at Burger King and slept in a closet. <laughs> but that number might as well have been a million. So I, I might have got heated with the person that I was talking to on the phone. I don't remember how the conversation got to the level it did. But I'll never forget her last words to me because they were that I had better hustle or ball or do whatever it took to get the money because they weren't a no-kill shelter. And so I can't say that I've ever actually hustled nor bawled. <laughs> I'm not that particular kind of hoodlum. Um, but she'd kindly provided me with a third option and that was whatever it took. And let me just set this straight, that's not the right thing to say to a desperate 19-year-old with a criminal record. So I found myself that night at the dog pound with some bolt cutters and a getaway vehicle. And I guess you could say I let myself in. So to clarify, that involved cutting some locks on some gates and actually kicking in a dog door and crawling through into an inner area where all the pens were connected. And uh, it was there, when I was inside the building, that I had an epiphany. And it probably wasn't the epiphany that I should have had, but I realized that my dog was registered. And so they had my name, my date of birth, my address, 
and probably anything else they could want. And breaking in and stealing her was like leaving a note saying, here I am, come get me. So I had this moment of clarity, and that was, you have to let them all out. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody's ever heard that phrase, hurting cats, but hurting dogs is not a lot better. Um, and so I got all these dogs wrangled. I guess that's what you would call hurting dogs. And, you know, I only had one small door to get them all out of. So I got them all out, and I followed them, and they followed me. And I got out to the, the getaway truck, which uh, my friend DJ, who I promised not to mention by name. <laughs> Hi, DJ. Uh, he was waiting for me outside with the door open, and then pretty soon the truck was full of dogs. <laughs> and not the right dogs. We just wanted the one. And so we got all the other dogs out, but then my dog got out, and then we kind of played this game for a little while, and eventually it ended up with me holding my dog with the door open, kind of driving away, and it was that scene from every train heist movie ever. <laughs> but we ended up getting away, and, uh, and so here's the fault in this plan. If there's, there's only the one. Um, is that without any sort of guidance or getaway vehicle, all the dogs ended up just milling about kind of waiting to get fed or whatever. So the next morning, uh, we were back to the situation where there's one dog missing. <laughs> and we have the guy's address. So I don't think it took Kenai's finest to put two and two together, but the next morning when I woke up, there was a, a cruiser blocking my friend's truck in the driveway, and the officer was kindly waiting there for us to wake up and come out and talk to him. There was uh, a pile of locks in the bed of my friend's truck <laughs> and a pair of bolt cutters. And my dog was happily pacing back and forth on the runner. So I don't think it was a big surprise how that turned out. But here's the thing. They kindly plea bargained me down from that felony to a, a super accurate charge of criminal mischief. So that I'm willing to own up to. I am criminally mischievous at times. <laughs> and uh, so if any of you have ever wanted a theme song, you should be careful what you wish for because, <laughs> yes, that's right. I let the dogs out. 